season's greetings, lads and lasses, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Soccer Talk Lads Podcast. Today we'll look at the new crisis surrounding the St. Louis MLS Stadium. Then we'll talk about Premier League news, Champions League draws, and MLS signings before closing with the greatest Christmas tradition of all, Torturing Ian. It's time to get started, so let's kick off. Everybody and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast or STL podcast. My name is Stephen Ground. I'm recording from the cave above Whoville, where the Grinch lives, visiting my old pal Max. I'm joined in person by my two guys, one cup co-host Ian Peters. Ian, you've raced here from visiting your grandmother in the hospital who just had an unfortunate accident with a reindeer. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I had to, I had to get. I mean, to yes, him. yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> We, and, we are pressing charges. <laughs> and uh, by the wonders of the internet, we are also joined by uh, the host of the Running Through a Podcast, our friend Justin Horniker, who just finished a 10K race against a bunch of elves and refuses to acknowledge his height advantage. Justin, how was the race? How are you feeling today? Yeah, first of all, everything's perfectly legal. I'd like to <laughs> issue my condolences to Ian. I had no idea that his grandmother was in such dire straits. Well, you know. It happens this time of year. I don't know. That's a very upbeat song for the seriousness of of the injury. She did not like his grandmother. (laughs) Um, We are here on, what is today, December 17th, actually scheduled an episode in advance. We're really growing. And it is a week plus just eight days ahead of Christmas. And... Uh, some number of days ahead of Hanukkah. I'm a bad person. And uh, happy holidays to everyone who is listening. And we're here to talk about soccer. Ian, are you ready to talk about soccer? I'm ready to talk about football. Ooh, good correction. Ooh, there we go. We are five days ahead of the start of Hanukkah. I should know that. I learned from Google. So, um, <laughs> we are going to start today by talking about the... St. Louis soccer news, not happy news, not happy news, but I think ultimately probably overblown news about the uh, stadium situation. Um, A new controversy arose this week, according to Kurt Erickson, reporting for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Basically, the state of Missouri and officials thereof are reconsidering their $30 million commitment to the Enterprise MLS Stadium Project saying that the public burden of the $461 million project is too much. So I'm not great at math on the spot, but $30 million into $461 million, less than 10%. It's about 7 7 7%. Thank you, Justin. You're very smart. Um, I always bring up a math thing and look at Ian, who was a math major, and he looks at me terrified <laughs> and glassy-eyed. So, you know, it's always helpful. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this, uh, this is being probably treated more seriously than I would think it needs to be, but let's go into some of the quotes that, uh, are being said by the state and by local authorities. The Missouri Department of Economic Development released a statement. They said, this is an exciting project. The ownership group should be commended for their leadership and initiative, easy for me to say, on this project and longstanding support for the St. Louis region. Commended, of course, but not 
paid money to, according to these people, but let's go on. We understand they are disappointed with this decision. While we support the project, we do not believe that increasing program caps to authorize $30 million in tax credits for a stadium is the right decision for Missouri. Uh, the Enterprise Group did not respond with a statement, but Mayor Lida Krusen Lida said <laughs> Champion of the first, people. that she was still <laughs> incredibly excited and added the following in a statement. In fact, we have a recording of her saying, and Mon- no, we don't. I was going <laughs> to I was going to fake it and pretend Uh to be her, but I I can't pull it off. I can be fake excited, though. We don't believe the state's decision will interfere with our support of the MOS for the Lou ownership group and their commitment to this project. How do you think she would actually read MOS for the Lou, Ian? MLS for the Lou. <laughs> it's a more than $460 million private investment in an area of downtown that is west of the rest of downtown that will anchor a revitalized multi-mixed district, Ratio. create hundreds of construction and permanent jobs, and unite the city around this global sport. Bring on 2022! Uh, I don't know what you said. Downtown West, I don't know what that is, Justin. It's, downtown West is Downtown Best. Yeah. but Downtown West is where they just re-signed Troy Brower. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's an imaginary place, <laughs> right? Good, 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 good. Uh, previously, Eric Greitens, uh, former governor of Missouri who resigned, not in disgrace at all, though, just the regular resignation. Oh, yeah, just, just regular, just the final <laughs> one. Uh, he you called... know, this whole governor thing, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just got tired of it. Uh, he called a previous plan with $40 million investment welfare for millionaires. It's not really welfare, it's like an investment, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the uh, $30 million would have come as tax credits, $15 million in December, and another Fifteen million in January for construction. Um, further, little excerpt from the statement. Last week, the project applicants were informed that cabinet officials would not authorize the tax credit cap increase. They were invited to return to MDFB in January, where the board could hear and consider approving a smaller request for credits within its existing cap. We look forward to future discussions on this and to finding other ways that we can be of help. I think they. Uh, the article suggested that they indicated maybe a $6 million tax credit, which isn't nothing, but it's also not $30 million. So what are your guys' initial response to this? Let's start with you, Justin. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, $30 million for someone who's already funding a $460 million investment, it's probably like not a huge deal. Like mm-hmm. It should get done. But at a certain point, $30 million is also $30 million. Yeah. Uh, I have a hard time feeling sorry for millionaires, but <laughs> it also like it seems like every step of the way there's something that is trying to get in the way of getting the team done. Uh-huh. And like bottom line, the stadium has to be done by March of 2022. So mm. gotta get the ball rolling. Yeah, Ian, your thoughts? Yeah, I pardon me was wondering if this would have been an issue. If it wasn't the MLS, and then I thought of the erstwhile Rams that have left us. Um, you mean the Rams that are currently in a lawsuit against the city of yeah, St. Louis? Who's going <laughs> But really, I do think like the amount of money that matters to the city or to the state's government would have had to have been exceedingly more uh-huh. if it had been a different league or had mm. been you know MLB or NFL or something like that. I. Yeah, yeah, I think I, like the Chiefs paid like 
were given $200 million in tax abatements for like their practice facilities. So that gives you the difference between the NFL. For their practice facility, which by the way, not selling tickets, Mm -hmm. or at least not primarily (laughs) designed to sell tickets. It's, it's just annoying with how, I guess it's not been a ginormous struggle, but just like having MLS sort of like on a carrot in front of St. Louis. Uh And then it's constantly, seems like they're trying to move it out. Even though we finally have it, it's still like, well, I don't know you guys at at any moment, Mm -hmm. it just might not work out for us. And it's like, no, it's going to, I just wish they would stop trying to, I wish they would stop trying to make MLS for the loot not happen. Uh Yeah. I think I said on Twitter today, I just want to close my eyes and be woken up when it's done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just wait. I'm going to go to bed. Wake me up when, it's like the season's actually starting. You guys can wheel me into the stadium, and then we'll we'll start. <laughs> You'll wake from this coma <laughs> right at the opening. Oh boy, kickoff! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> kickoff! I know it's like ball drop, <laughs> but they don't do that. I know one of them kicks it to the other guy. Yeah, you're learning. Team, That's right. Which is always weird to me, but okay, it's weird. But I, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get it. behind it. Are they building, they're building um, practice fields where the stadium was going uh-huh. to be on the south side, correct? Yeah. I think that's what the, like, the drawings yeah. look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so on the south side of downtown west is where the practice Southwest. Downtown southwest. Southwest, southwest. Now yeah. that I've heard of, that's a music festival. It's very popular, but uh, I don't does know. Does it have a Wikipedia entry? Um, <laughs> does downtown west have a Wikipedia entry? Actually, oh, let's not does. go there. It's double not. verification. Um <laughs> So I was a political science major in college, so because I don't like to do useful things, and I grew up in a political family, so I could rant for a very long time about how uh, government in this state is useless, and we have literally 197 state representatives for Missouri. There are 197 people in our Congress. It's ridiculous. Uh, But I'm not going to do that any more than I just did. But just to generally say that this in this county and city and state, I feel like the government can never just get out of its own way or even our own way. And I think, you know, there's like, there are two kind of ideas of government and there are some people who are like government should do as little as humanly possible and just be there to like enforce the laws you know even i don't know about you but i prefer an anarchical state (laughs) that's right and um yeah there are lots of ideas about government there are two kind of overarching american (laughs) ideas And then there are other people who are like, no, government should provide, like, public services and do good things. And, like, I'm kind of in the middle, but, like, government should pay for my sports stadiums because I want sports. (laughs) Um, But, uh, I just, yeah, I think you're dead on about the the MLS thing because I think it's, like, St. Louis believes this is going to be, um you know, money driver and help Mm. the community, but the state doesn't see it as like luring a big business to town. Like even like put aside sports, like if this was, um, Pfizer, you know, that wanted to open up some huge headquarters in St. Louis or whoever, you know, just whatever company Mm -hmm. you can think of. Starbucks wanted to move a second office to St. Louis. They'd bend over backwards to tax credit the hell out of that because they want to just have the cachet of saying we've got a Starbucks headquarters here, you know, Mm -hmm. and sell the city and sell the state to people who um, would be, you know, 
attracted to that sort of thing, and that's fine. But like MLS is growing, and Missouri St. Louis has needed and deserved an MLS team for a long time. And more than that, more than any of that, like don't commit to it and then pull the rug out from under people's feet later, you know, but like, I ultimately don't think it's the end of the world. If they give them the 6 million, that's only 24 million, uh, the enterprise group slash MOS need to find. And I don't think that they're going to like fail the project for want of $24 million. I think, you know, the bushes will step up or, you know, some conglomeration of one of the, one of the very few things that St. Louis has going for it is a lot of old, old money in this town and some conglomeration of people named Pulitzer and Bush and, um, you know, whatever else will step up and, and see this to the finish line. I'm pretty confident, but it is just, I think bottom line is they've already committed like at least $200 million to even getting the franchise rights. So it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, there's no need to fear from that perspective, but it's just, it's just another level of crappiness and it's just another level of like, you know, for me personally, and I'm not trying to get overly political, but just like, can this government not screw up? some anything you know (laughs) like it's like it's like the one time the city nails something and the local government nails something suddenly the state is like screwing it up you know and it's just like yeah god i'm just tired of it i don't know (laughs) uh but yeah i mean i i think it's not you know it's probably making a mountain out of molehill people are overreacting a little bit um but you know i it's still an annoyance i don't know you guys have more to add justin you have Oh, you're right it's just like a frustration on like the end of this long process that's been going on for decades now yeah yep and we're almost there <laughs> and it feels like they've moved the goalposts again and that's mm. just eh. uh ian you have anything to add before we move on yeah, i was gonna say it's already i'm already having to wait this long for the team to show up or the stadium <laughs> be done and it's just like yeah let me just wait let <laughs> me just do the waiting don't add anything else to it yeah exactly Totally agree. Um, they go at the stadium. Everyone's lining up to get into the first game. Don Garver's out there. He goes to cut the ribbon to open up the stadium. and says, "Actually, guys, <laughs> we've awarded the team oh, to New Mexico." Psych. All the helicopters <laughs> attach themselves to the stadium. <laughs> Fly it away. <laughs> like the dome in the Simpsons. Yeah, like, no. uh, Justin, could the twenty-four million? be funded or curtailed in any way by garber bucks do you think uh possibly uh garber bucks have no bounds it's it's theoretical dollars so it could go to anything <laughs> yeah. you know anyone are garber bucks like bitcoin <laughs> pretty much maybe yeah. in the same sense that i don't understand <laughs> their their value is co-relative to the people's corporate trust in don garver himself (laughs) (laughs) the value is based purely on speculation by don garver that's right uh justin would you like to take us through our premier league recap for the week is that you know because the team will never actually give us details about names or color schemes or anything we don't have anything positive or exciting to talk about mls so would you like to take us to the premier league (laughs) yes Awesome. So on to the Premier League. Um, this is going to be a very section that's going to make Steven very happy in that uh, Liverpool's looking good and everything they kind of needed to happen outside of Manchester City did. 
So Liverpool playing Watford, they win to nothing uh, in kind of one of the most dominant, it's a pretty dominant game in general. What were your takeaways from watching this game? Uh, it was, well, to be full disclosure, I didn't watch it live because it was at 630 yeah. and I knew either they would win <laughs> or I would be very angry. So I figured <laughs> that I could watch highlights and replays. But from what I saw and what I've taken to understand from Liverpool-based podcasts, which are so fun to listen to because they're all but unintelligible to Native American <laughs> English speakers. Um, uh, it was, you know, it was a statistically a dominant game. Liverpool beat Watford like they should have. But in actuality, Watford uh, can't finish. And if they could finish, it would have been a little bit more threatening than it was because they got some opportunities in front of net. Uh, but I think the big positive from the game itself for uh, Liverpool is that Mohamed Salah scored two incredible goals and he has looked a little bit peckish perhaps in front of his goal lately uh, a little bit maybe like he was lacking confidence a little bit and uh, certainly doesn't seem like he is anymore after the two goals he did score yeah they have like Watford has basically two big chances that account for like 0.75 of their one expected goals. So essentially uh-huh. they had two chances that they probably should have scored on one of them and did it. Um, Liverpool still won two nothing. So yeah, like, it's an easy, you know, it's, it's nice that they didn't do what they had. They did for, you know, a, a month or two there where they play a, a, a queerly inferior opponent, go down early and then just, grab it back and grab the win in the final 30 minutes which is fine if they get in the points but it wasn't as you know comfortable to watch yeah so that's it off Liverpool nicely uh then they just sat back and watched as everyone else played like crap um Chelsea lose to Bournemouth one to nil um one to nil just like <laughs> just like the brits said. Just, nil just like better. those guys from liverpool say nil says um, better than nothing i hear people go the something ended nothing nothing yeah. <laughs> i'm like that sounds like no, nil, sounds nil depressing. Sounds much better than yeah nothing, yeah there are no goals in sight um yeah i mean this was a match where i don't know chelsea kind of slipped up for the first time in a while they've been playing really well um, especially since Pulisic had kind of come into form. Uh-huh. And then now he's kind of not, which is probably what you should expect. Um, their best player is probably Tammy Abraham, um, just from like the amount of chances he has. But Pulisic had a couple like good chances. They just went wrong at the last minute. Um, Chelsea had more chances than Bournemouth. They dominated a lot of the run of the play, but ultimately Bournemouth win, one nothing. Not bad. Not complaining. Not, I always not like bad. to see Chelsea lose. Justin, Chelsea what's, lost. what's your uh, what's your gut reaction to Chelsea? Because mine is strongly negative. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not a Chelsea fan. I don't want. I don't know what it is for me though. Like they're not. I mean, they are a rival of Liverpool, but everybody hates Liverpool. I think okay. So, so I think for me, it's because they are that first like new money team. Yeah, uh, that when, might be it. When Roman Abramovich <laughs> brought, bought them, and they went from being crap to like being champion of the league all of a sudden, like. Uh-huh. 15 years ago and it's still like kind of has that bad taste in my mouth from when i started watching soccer i feel although i did love didier drogba so yes he was amazing i feel like they felt like the yankees when i first started watching because i didn't know enough to Mm -hmm. know that like man united is more comparable to the yankees you know historically but 
Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I've just never liked him. I feel like if I was this age and it was that team, I might like him more. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate Jose Mourinho now. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on. This is probably the best outcome for Liverpool's title hopes in that Leicester tied Norwich one to one. And actually, in the game, Norwich probably deserved to win. Um, Leicester did not look great. And they're kind of even on chances. Norwich edges them out a little bit. Um, and <laughs> the lone goal is from, uh, from a corner off of, as the stats puts it, Tim Krul's other body part. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, would you like to speculate wildly what that body part was? Oh, no, I will not. <laughs> All right, you're lost. But uh... <laughs> yeah, could that... be an arm. It could be a chest. Could be could be a nether region. Any number of things. <laughs> Norwich has been doing God's work for Liverpool this year. Tying, they've taken five out of six points away from Man City and Leicester <laughs> so far. <laughs> That's not yeah, bad, especially not bad since they don't have more than like five points. But uh, yeah, yeah, it seems exactly like they're a team mean. that play really well in that like underdog role of like punching up, kind of like uh, Wolverhampton does, where they play the big teams really well, but like can't do as well against teams that where they maybe have like more possession or like aren't overestimating them. Mm. Um, and Timu Puki seems to do a really good job of like scoring against the run of play. Yeah. Um, I really so. loved him in Lion King too, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the best name of football. That's right. So I will say that six times this podcast, but it is true. I love soccer names. That's one of the best parts about this story. Timu Puki. Alright. Then moving on. Uh Manchester won. Everton won. Uh the game that United deserved to win but didn't, so Hey, Everton got a point. They needed something. Yeah, it's kind of uh, you're going up against like the new manager bounce. Um, the new manager Everton... until said manager is replaced by Rafa Benitez in a couple of months. Rafa Benitez or uh, Carlo Ancelotti is, is the name. That's <laughs> oh been... boy, that is a, that is a black and white <laughs> prospects right there. So I'm not sure which is worse for them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, again. Uh, Manchester United own goals. Liverton doesn't. Everton, Liverton, Everton doesn't actually score. It was, they have like point one expected goal rate. Uh, it's just Man United couldn't score, um, and that's been an issue a lot for them at times. And I don't know if they necessarily deserve to win, but I don't know. What do you think, Steven? Um, you know, I think Man United is is better than their. You know, we've talked about this a lot. This the personnel is certainly better than their results have indicated. So they should probably beat Everton. But it's like we've said before, they're like, you know, they're just scuffling right now, and scuffling means you draw Everton rather than beat them. You'd never <laughs> lose to Everton. I mean, that would take a real no. A well, real... the good news is they scored both the goals one night. <laughs> That's right. You're right. So technically, and... technically, they're doing better. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you look at kind of like the XG chart, they dominated the whole game, and like Everton had a couple of flurries at the end of the game, but really, it's it was like all United. So, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Um, Tottenham beat Wolverhampton two to one uh, in a game that's really highlighted by there it is Jose Mourinho's knee slide celebration at the end of the game. 
uh that was the one for the ages really celebrated harder than the goal scorer which i always appreciate from jose Uh (laughs) uh-huh i feel like jose Mourinho is like the id of jurgen klopp like he's like the same person without any restraint and i say restraint you know, even though Jurgen Klopp has hugged his goaltender on the field during a game and, you know, dropped F-bombs on live U.S. television, still has more restraint than Jose Mourinho. I think, yeah, but it's almost like positive energy versus Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy. I feel like Jose is just pure, like, frenetic energy, and then Jurgen is just all positivity. Yeah, right? it's like a chaotic neutral versus yeah. a chaotic good. That's what it is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You got it. What is Larson Banger then? What does that make him? Oh, he's like a he's either a true neutral or an evil neutral. <laughs> Which I don't know how you can be or what's what's the what's the neutral anyway. He's like true neutral? Yeah, but yeah. what's the like true evil version of that? Oh, it's like uh it's uh neutral it's evil Chaotic neutral. controlled and neutral thing. Or, neutral. Yeah, I think okay. it's neutral. Nah. All right. All right, cool. Anyway, um Wolves like usually do really good against top seven. So this is a good win from Tottenham who under Jose have uh turned things around a bit. Been a good little Yeah, run. he's been uh he's improved them. That's um, not a okay, surprise. Then... He will also ultimately make them evil, but Right. He's improved them for now. We'll see how Perhaps far that chaotic. goes. Because Tottenham was already yes. a good team. It's uh it's a neutral, evil, lawful, mm-hmm. and uh chaotic. chaotic. And according to this uh Google result, Kamala Harris is neutral evil and Joe Biden is lawful evil. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> lawful good is Bernie Sanders and lawful or chaotic good is Marianne Williamson. So <laughs> You know, there you go. Uh, yeah, sure. Tell that to your old <laughs> family members. Uh, exactly. And Andrew Wang, our boy, is, is chaotic neutral. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, why. I just what are their stances on Mesodoism? <laughs> I think I just endorsed a Democratic presidential candidate for this podcast. <laughs> so I uh, expect to see that in Andrew Yang's commercials anytime now. <laughs> Just that sounds like yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, he chaotic. is chaotic. <laughs> Andrew Yang supports Mesodoisal in a stance against that's, China. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, go ahead before I dig myself any deeper into Man City's. <laughs> uh, all right, final result of the weekend. Uh, Man City 3, Speaking of Arsenal 0. Uh, this is like just a really dominant game that uh, Arsenal is a bad team like bad like really bad and man city is uh played like themselves so that's what happens when that happens uh yeah <laughs> i don't have a lot to say about that game was, uh... <laughs> i was just learning that yaya Torre does not support mesmodoizel in his condemnation oh. of china's treatment of the whatever province so either does arsenal as a team apparently oh this thing's heating up well arsenal as a team hasn't supported ozil in much lately so that's not yeah. that surprising they don't uh, support ozil they don't support goal scoring they don't support a product on the field that's and true that's the main problem Cronky not having a good week take no that, take that avalanche <laughs> oh. one thing arsenal fan tv and st louisans can agree on is that Cronky sucks that's right that is right. Uh, does that wrap us up for Premier League? Oh, you yeah. wanted to ask me this question. so Yes, I wanted you to ask you this question because, as everyone knows, the sad is that majority of the time the Premier League leader at Christmas has gone on to win the league. 
Um, in fact, oh, it's only not happened three times in Premier League history. Christmas being uh, the Premier League Steven, equivalent. can you name those three teams that have not won the Premier League title after leading at Christmas? <sighs> Christmas being the Premier League equivalent of American Thanksgiving for the National Hockey League. Yes. Uh, because you asked me, I know at least one of them is Liverpool. <laughs> yes, now at least I'm one willing to guess that at least two of them are Liverpool. Right, at least two <laughs> the of them question are Liverpool. is, all three are Liverpool. <laughs> all three are Liverpool. <laughs> Correct. Awesome. Good. 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 Does that make you feel? How does that make you feel right now? <laughs> confident. Looking at it, I'm brimming with. I'm definitely br- it is pretty insurmountable. You. Know? I am brimming with confidence because we have Takumi Minamino coming in. So, well, we don't officially because we can't say anything because, you know, rules. But um, Jurgen Klopp signed a four-year, five-year extension. Um, Takumi Minamino is coming in. Uh, we got absolutely drudged by Aston Villa today in our start all the substitutes and scabs you can find game <laughs> in some third tier championship pursuit. And I'm, I'm loving life. Was it even care? I don't even think it was Carabao, was it? Really? It was some other kind of It was like something even worse than that. Let's see. Oh, man. I looked this up several times. Football League Cup. Is that the Carabao? I think that's the... Is that the FA? I don't even know. No, it's is. not the FA. I don't know what that is. So it probably doesn't matter to them, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, uh, literally, literally, I have never heard of a single... I've heard of one player in Liverpool starting 11. Shall I read it? Yes. Would you like me to read Liverpool starting 11 from today? Let me find it. Um... I sent it to you guys, right? So I can find it there. Um, The seven, the 11 players, I don't have their first names here, but um, Hill. Oh, wait, here's the lineups. I found it. Uh, Guys, I found it. I found it. Hill, Thomas Hill, that would be um, famous Liverpool forward Thomas (laughs) Hill. Um, Longstaff. Which is a funny name, Louis Longstaff. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Longstaff is a it's a funny name. Uh, Elliot. That where's number sixty nine? Harvey nice. Elliot. Um, that's a lie. Longstaff wears number seventy five. He's oh. he's misleading you people. And Ben Winterbottom wears number uh, sixty three. Longstaff oh, and Winterbottom. <laughs> You get those two together. It's going to be a fun <laughs> evening. The guy who does wear number six or nine is Elijah Dixon. No. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably Bonner, but I'm just going to pretend there's only the one in. Dixon and then his name Bonner? is Dixon Boner. And oh. his number is 69. No fucking way. <laughs> I swear, better. hand to God, Ian, look, it's right there on the screen. Elijah Dixon Boner. <laughs> Ah, so, um, Harry Kane, number 55, uh, is Herbie Kane, excuse me, um, number 21-year-old midfielder. Um, the, uh, central mid was named, uh, Chiravella, which is too close to Peter Chirelli, uh, for my taste, (laughs) uh, who is a, uh, an incompetent hockey general manager. Uh, for those who might not know, so Pedro uh, Chiravella, 
who I do believe I've actually heard of before. And then we've got uh, Christy Davies, Gallagher, not Gallagher, Gallagher with a C. Boys, not Brad, I checked. Mm. Uh, Vandenberg, Hover, Kiana Hover, who's the one I have heard of. And Kelleher in goal with, as we mentioned, Ben Winterbottom and Elijah Dixon Boners uh, on the bench, among others. So, yeah, I don't think they really wanted to win that game real bad. That would be my guess. I don't know. No, no, it does not sound like it. Trez Gutt was playing for uh, Aston Villa, who I've heard of, uh, as was Douglas Louise. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, Good stuff. Shall, shall we move on to the uh, Champions League draws? Yes. Yes, let's do it. Would you like to read those or shall I read them out? You can read them, Stephen, if okay. you'd like. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get Ian's gut reactions to these to start out with. Um, I know them. These are names that will uh, become important to you in our quiz. So I uh, may want to pay attention. Some of these some of these team names will be repeated. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Nope. PSG. Oh, dang it. I should have asked you what you thought PSG was short for. Ah. Uh, we'll take on uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, thoughts on that match? Former, former club of the aforementioned Jurgen Klopp. Hmm. And Christian Pilsen. I feel like uh, Dortmund is one of my favorite non-Liverpool clubs. They wear yeah. If I were to sport yellow. a German team, mm-hmm. it'd probably be Dortmund. They sure. had in like the younger FIFA games, they had some sort of like netting that was yellow. Oh yeah. In the stadium that I when I was real young was convinced was just like hockey class, but it was yellow <laughs> and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> um Atletico Madrid drew Liverpool, which I have to say is uh fairly beneficial to the reigning champs. I feel like they shouldn't struggle too much with Atletico. Uh, Manchester City has Real Madrid, which is not at all beneficial, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) although Madrid is not, you know, at at their peak right now, but they're still pretty good. Uh, Lyon has Juventus. Ian, where where is Juventus, do you think? What country do you think? Uh, Oh, boy, probably, probably... Herzegovina. <laughs> you overthought it a little bit, but it's not Spain, which it might seem like it is Italian. So, uh, yeah, too too clever for your own good. Ian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ian, where's <laughs> that's what they always say. where's Barcelona? Where's that's Barcelona? in Spain. Barcelona. There you go. Uh, versus Napoli, who is also in Italy. Uh, Chelsea versus Bayern Munich. Good suck on that, Chelsea. Although Bayern Munich, speaking of sucking on that. Kind of sucks themselves. So, but yeah, Munich, but like uh, Chelsea has no defense, and Robert Lewandowski is scoring like three goals a game. That's so. true. Uh, Robert Lewandowski was almost featured in our very first quiz, <laughs> but he wasn't quite. <laughs> oh, we pulled a dirty trick on you. <laughs> uh, Atlanta versus Valencia. At, hold up, Atlanta. Yeah, you know. Have I been spelling Atlanta wrong <laughs> this entire time? Um, well, you know, somebody has been. I don't know if it's us or them, but. Uh, they are in uh, Ita- Italy as well, Italia. Um, Italia. <laughs> <laughs> they were promoted from Siri Sir- Bay in 2010-11. The Italians. The Italians are the ones that are wrong. That's right. Um, <laughs> Tottenham versus Red Bull. Brendan Leipzig. Brendan Leipzig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the round of 16 matchups. Uh, Justin, any of those uh, jump out at you particularly? 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, all of them seem pretty good. I mean, the one I'm least excited for is probably Valencia and Atalanta, since I'm not really yeah, neither familiar are... with either of those teams. Uh-huh. Um, Leon and Juventus doesn't really excite me, but the other ones, like Chelsea and Bayern, I feel I'm like excited. Cristiano will just clean up. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah that's, that'll be a one-man show for sure. I feel like Chelsea, Bayern could have... 42 goals scored on aggregate. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be insane. Um, City and Real Madrid, that'll be a really good match. PSG uh, Dortmund is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think like everyone matches up really well. Uh-huh. Um, it's also the fact that they're like all these teams come from the big five leagues in Europe, which is probably not necessarily a great sign for football in general, but it's uh, exciting for this round of 16 that like mm-hmm. every match is kind of big time. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how just from a... Uh, Premier League perspective, how Man City and Liverpool manage uh, Champions League this year. Liverpool just won it, and obviously the big prize for them this year is the title. Yeah, Um, I think I could see City, especially since they've kind of stumbled in the league, just go all out on the Champions League. Not that they wouldn't usually, but it has that increased importance of... Yeah, I feel like we'll see a little bit of an inverse of last year for sure. Um, And the remarkable thing about City is they were so good, they managed to hold on to the league title last year. And the remarkable thing about Liverpool is they were so good, they managed to come in second by a point and win the Champions League. But yeah. And like the incredible thing about that, like last year, even though Liverpool did like technically lose the lead, it's not like they had some monstrous league at lead at New York. Um, It's just that like Man City didn't lose and he can't really. Literally, <laughs> literally, the final, I think, 10 or 12 games, they won. Both teams won all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, pretty impressive. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, we, we covered those. Uh, those will get started here. You mentioned it's the first time that the round of 16 comes from all five major European leagues, which would be, what are the five major European leagues, Ian? <laughs> What uh, countries are they? Okay. I want to ask you to name. What are they considered? <laughs> there's the British Premier League. Uh-huh. There's right. Uh-huh. The Spanish League. It's also called the Premier League. Like yes. The Spanish Premier League. Yeah. El- yeah. España. La <laughs> um, Liga. There's the German League. Bundesliga. Oh, boy. Is the Italian League uh-huh. considered one? Serie A, yes. That's four. Which is utterly worthless, but does have two or three teams in this group of 16 man those are like the, those are the ones i know in europe uh is the there that's where these are europe europe leagues european uh-huh. leagues. you remember the first team we talked about psg mm-hmm. what city is that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay let me what city is paris saint germain in oh well i was gonna that honestly was in my guess was france's league but i feel like i don't hear about like uh, is the french league like the fifth best league or yeah something? well it's just it's just psg and everybody else oh, pretty okay. much because i was like i feel like i know no i've never even heard of that team yeah. before more so even than la liga is real madrid and barcelona and everybody else france yeah. is psg even then like i think it like England, Spain, and Germany are all relatively equivalent in terms uh, of quality, like from top to bottom. And, yeah. Uh, France and, it, and Italy are very top heavy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. You mentioned here City and Real and then Atletico and Madrid or Liverpool should be blockbusters. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for that city, for that draw for Liverpool. It should be fun. 
And, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's, it's hardly a worst case scenario if they get knocked out early because uh, then they can just focus on the league title, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can they can go win a treble by focus on the thing that really matters that they haven't been able to do yet. Focus on the thing they can then screw up. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yes, it's it's a good group overall for sure. You have anything to add, either of you, gentlemen? I'm good, Um, actually, because one thing that I did overlook is Tottenham versus RB Leipzig. Um, It'll be interesting to see Mourinho back in the. uh, champions league but that's right and it will be interesting to see ian's uh chosen team face a team that he still doesn't know exists so it'll be like fighting the downtown west (laughs) of the uh red bull family (laughs) so uh yeah i like that uh you want to talk about some mls subjects just major league soccer yes i like major league subjects major league subjects yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know, exciting times, not exciting times, whatever. There's been some transactions that I feel like are uh, in need of talking about. Um, a new franchise has been awarded, and hey. uh, free agents have been signed. A couple, like, big-time free agents isn't and that, teams that, like, you wouldn't really expect to spend money. Isn't um, it funny how we're not the youngest franchise on the block anymore? Mm-hmm. Already? <laughs> already? There's already yeah. two more that have yeah. been awarded since. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, cool. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, so moving to Kansas City, we talked last time about how they we were, they were trading money to themselves to spend. Um, well, they decided to spend Kansas. it on Alan Polito, who is a striker for Chivas Guadalajara, um, coming to Kansas City. So that I'm sure will not be a culture shock at all. Uh, reportedly for six million dollars, which is double what Kansas City has spent in their transfer market, like in history until this point so not bad. reaching into the purse strings there yeah absolutely i'm uh, i'm excited for sporting kc fans i feel like they've obviously dropped off from the heights they were at a few years ago when they were winning the league so uh, <clears throat> i think this is a big move for them they've been like in search for number nine for a decade so uh-huh. it'll be nice uh Polito won the Polido, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to Americanize it just as... Polido. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I already heard Peter Vermees on a local radio uh, interview. All you call him Alan Polito. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's the reigning Liga MX Golden Boot winner. Um, Ian, what's like, a Golden Boot, real quick? Uh, most most goals scored. Yes! Ian, what's Liga MX, real quick? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's just the Mexican league. You're fine. Oof, You're okay. Fine. You're I in got the it. <laughs> um, like Liga MX, they usually translate really well because MLS and America and Mexico play a very similar style of soccer, even if like the Mexican league is still like slightly stronger. So that usually translates pretty well. Um, uh-huh. So it should be pretty good. Uh, like I said, it doubles the amount that Sporting has spent on transfers in the past. Uh, ever <laughs> probably less riots in mos too so that's a win yeah yeah so less, that's, that's less crowd fires so. <laughs> yeah, yeah less uh threatening a manager's lives and and all that good stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh moving on so moving to vancouver moving up north to the old uh great white north as they say as they call vancouver right yeah, um that's what <laughs> lucas calls vancouver. vancouver for a six million dollar transfer again um 
Solid signing. Lucas Cavallini is a Canadian international, so going home. Um, but he previously played coming in the Coming home. Coming home. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vancouver is still like a trash team, so it'll be interesting to see like what adding one like superstar player to an already bad team does. Um, um, we'll see. We'll see how bad of a league MLS really is. How do you? It's interesting because th- like you think it'll work out. Yeah, well, like MLS defenses are so bad that like adding a striker <laughs> that can score twenty nine goals and would probably make a pretty big difference more than like adding a top class <laughs> midfielder would. Mm-hmm. You would think if you can just like get him the ball, um, so it'll be interesting. What are your take on the Polito and Cavallini signing so far? Um, I mean, I like the I like the Polito Polito a little Alon. more just because. Alan. <clears throat> it's uh it's closer to home it's a big you know it's a big step for uh kc which has been a well-run team in a lot of ways but also hasn't spent a lot of money um, yeah they've been like money balling it in the when everyone else is trying to spend more money so yeah yeah absolutely so uh i'm excited for that um but you know i think i think you're right about vancouver probably can't fix the whole <clears throat> ship with one you know really nice cannon but who knows i don't know but well, maybe you can take down other ships that's maybe right that's the goal. <laughs> i don't know much about seafarings <laughs> i don't know much about shipbuilding i hope that analogy <laughs> held water hey uh on to other signings christian espinoza signs permanently for san jose it's a good signing he was pretty much like their engine last year in Almeida's first year. Um, they still miss out in the playoffs, but they made like a huge step from being last in the league the year before. So they'll be good. Um, Miami announced a plan to announce their head coach on January 1st. And what do you guys think about that? They announced that they're going to make an announcement. Uh, I just want <laughs> blue bulb to be, <laughs> I want to be the assistant to their new manager that they announced on January 1st. <laughs> I just speculate wildly. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, wildly, uh, Jurgen Quinsman. That's who it's going to be. <laughs> Actually, that might almost make sense. But um, well, he just signed with Union Berlin. So uh, you know what? I don't really so. care about your facts. You can just get out of here. <laughs> Those with are them. European <laughs> contracts. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they don't matter here. Uh, who's your wild speculation? Uh, Carlo Ancelotti, I think it's make his way oh, to Miami. Okay. okay. Well, you just seem <laughs> Arson to... Wenger. You just seem to know then. So, yeah. I, I think it should be Alex Ferguson. I don't know. Coming out of retirement yeah. to go to Miami, yeah. living the high life. Yeah, I get it. I see it. I, you can retire in Miami. <laughs> sounds like the life to me. That's right. Um, the MLS season starts in March in New York and Chicago still don't have a coach. Seem like a solid plan? Uh, yeah, you know. Who needs coaches, really? <laughs> Who needs them? Who needs them? A, a, a especially running coaches. Just... <laughs> oh, man. That one hurts. Yeah, man. really dagger. Too close to <laughs> really got me. Really got me there. <laughs> uh, how important do you think a coach is, Ian, if you were to know your soccer knowledge? Um... Very little. <laughs> they seem The players seem to have no respect for these people. I saw a clip months ago of some guy running some other team's coach. They don't care. <laughs> Send them out there. Just do whatever you want. I'd sit down in one of those comfortable seats they have on the sidelines. 
the violence. Those are much. those do look heavily. Those those look like top notch scenes. Yeah. yeah, like of all of all the sidelines and sports. Oh, so much sidelines. better than a bench for sure. <laughs> um, would you like to talk about this yikes fact about the Nashville team, Justin? Yeah. So you know, Starting we can look to how expansion is going now, and maybe like to what uh, STLFC or MLS for the Luke's group is doing well and doing not well. Um, Nashville has reportedly sold only 5,000 season tickets for the season that starts in like three months for a 20,000 seat stadium. Would you say that that is their just desserts for unironically referring to themselves as Smashville? I feel like it's the only reason. <laughs> I think so too. Um, they have a, a mascot for their hockey team who is named Nash, but with a G because he's a saber kitty. Uh, that t- that town is just trash. <laughs> There's a reason it rhymes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Nashville's the for like talking about the soccer markets. Like it's probably the least further furthest along um, in terms of like actual attendance and everything like they're not to say that our usl team has good attendance because it doesn't really for other circumstances but like they've never shown that they like have a good attendance record Uh but if you have enough money to pay for expansion and they have a stadium plan so i don't know i don't have high hopes for it from what i've seen so far do you feel like this is more of a serious question do you feel like MLS chose Nashville just because the city of Nashville kind of fits their motif of like young, growing, you know, millennial cities. Because I feel like Nashville does sort of have that reputation a little bit of being like a, you know, a cool, trendy city on the rise sort of thing. Do you think that's part of what factored into their choice or am I making that up? I think so. No, I think, I think you're onto it a little bit. Like MLS wants to grow the game in the US, so you have to like, convert some of those people into um, soccer fans and i think that like helps the game in whole um i think millennials... however, it's a large investment for converting soccer fans that aren't there yet yeah i think millennials largely speaking will be uh easier too than you know getting older people to join because yeah and i think with any sports team if you like build a good team then you're gonna have good attendance like i don't know i'd think the whole like intended song and dance we do as sports fans is kind of silly of like uh, a winning team is going to get support a losing team isn't that seems pretty cut and dry to me um but like you would think there'd be some excitement over expansion and they've only done five thousand tickets in general yeah that's not great no and uh like other expansion efforts like sacramento has already announced they have like over ten thousand, and they've been around for as long as we have or no like a six months you know and they already have like double the season tickets sold um i would be interested to see where our number is going to be whenever they start uh actually announce a team name and everything but yeah i think we'll do well i'm i'm confident in st louis i'm hopeful mm-hmm. um okay so speaking of expansion efforts uh <laughs> come on down the city of charlotte north carolina welcome to the mls welcome to don garber's play area <laughs> Uh, to the fine tune of three hundred and twenty-five million dollars to join on less than twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. That the news they uh, jump us in line, so they come in in twenty twenty-one to twenty twenty-two. But yeah, that's a lot of money considering like the past two have been two hundred million. So it's a little bit of a steep jump. For... Yeah. I wish I wish St. Louis would have the MLS for the Lou group would have filmed like a little like 
welcome to the MLS video uh -huh. for Charlotte and would have been the backdrop would have just been like that shitty on ramp off of 40 <laughs> where the stadium's gonna be. Come to you live welcome. In, the in downtown West. Oh yeah, downtown West, baby. Like what the hell is this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Charlotte, sort of that same feeling, though, of like a slick, you know, cool, younger city. I feel like it could potentially do well, but... Um, yeah, yeah, and I think like soccer in the Carolinas has generally been pretty strong. Like, they do pretty well for national team games. Like, similar to us here. Like, yeah, the track record is that they've sold out games for, like, other leagues and U.S. games and everything. So, like, I would be fairly confident. I just don't know if they're necessarily next on the radar, but I think they'll do well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And there aren't, like, you know, they don't have a lot of big metropolitan areas to expand to now, so, you know, they still yeah. got to kind of pick and choose what... And I think, like, like, part of the problem is that, like, you look at, like, New Mexico Rising and uh, Las Vegas have both done really well. Um, and, like, Indy has done really well with their USL team, so you think, like, maybe you look at that track record and, like, push them along, but... There's a lot of like young money in Charlotte right now too, so I think that probably plays into why they wanted to go there instead of like Raleigh. I think had an effort as well. Uh -huh. So big between Raleigh and Charlotte, I think you have like more of the demographic you're after in Charlotte. That probably plays a lot into it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right. <clears throat> it should be a fun city. I feel like St. Louis and Charlotte could have a rivalry if they were allowed to. <laughs> if it's allowed, yeah, yeah. I had fun. Um, I. I went there on vacation this year, actually, and it was oh, pretty fun. I pretty love fun North town. Carolina. It's a really beautiful area. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ian, thoughts on Charlotte? I've never been. Okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, li no live, <laughs> live update from the National Hockey League world. Andrei Svechnikov did just score his second lacrosse style goal of the oh season. no that'll get the he old... needs to be yeah. reprimanded that'll get the old men talking but uh can't wait to Pope's... elliot freeman yeah. to report on this sports should not ever be uh Fun. iterated on yeah, yeah. there right. should never be any sort of like you know advancement in the Evolution sport is not Please. allowed uh justin does that finish us with the news and notes for the day it does it does steven Okay, uh, Ian, do you feel like we've done a full episode, or does it feel like something's missing? <laughs> uh, oh, it's a train yet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've only gone 53 minutes. The people need a full hour, at least, Ian. They demand so. a snacker face. Uh, that's right, <laughs> and you shall be it. Uh, as as we all know, it's it's the holiday season, you know, and, and for, for, for many of us, Christmas is a time to spend with family and... Uh, oh, eat, no. eat good food. I and, don't get to spend Christmas with my family. Enjoy our, <laughs> oh, no. enjoy our holidays and, and among other things, open presents, you know? Uh, and, and for soccer fans, uh, the real present season is the transfer window, which uh, for uh, England is from May 17th to August 9th and January 1st to January 31st. So it's about to open. That's when, uh, for example, the Liverpool uh, management can officially sign Takumi Minamino from uh, RB How long Salzburg. is this? Sorry, my brain ain't working. How many months is this? Uh, they're two different periods. Okay. One is about two months over the summer. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is about um, 
well, it's actually closer to three months over the summer, and then the other one is a month. So this is when you can sign people. <clears> this is when you can pay other clubs yeah. to allow you to take their players okay. and sign them. I mean, it's basically slavery, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't... They don't do... I mean, they can't, so... People for people trades actually feels a lot more fair and just, like, yeah. flesh for flesh yeah. than just give me hard money for this man. This, so, but not to be overly confusing, but they can do people for people trades, they just don't hardly. They ever. don't like. They don't so, like that. Um, <laughs> but buy a man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it just has that uh, old world feel. Okay, <laughs> that real uh, power elite sort of feeling. So, uh, for the MLS for US and Canadian clubs, by the way, transfer windows are from February seventh to May first, and July tenth to August eighth. So neither of those are easy to remember, but uh, they do both exist. So. Um, I thought for a quiz today, Ian, uh, in light of transfer season about to be open and the idea of opening presents, we could ask you uh, about the uh, some of the highest transfer fees of all time. Oh, jeez. Uh, and um, we're going to give you multiple choice. I'm not going to be cruel. Uh, <laughs> well, these are the top 50 all-time <laughs> Wikipedia on Wikipedia, uh, so it's a reliable source. Uh, other than that downtown West article, which is oh, it's, it's Wikipedia. It's fabrication. Uh, Wikipedia. Hold on now. We're uh, <laughs> asking for our money. But um, I'm not using the top ten because that would literally be like all Barcelona, Madrid, and uh, some other clubs. So uh, we're just gonna we're gonna just use United. the top fifty. So okay. Ian, are you prepared? No, not at all. Ten questions, multiple choice, four options each. How well do you think you can do? Uh, four out of ten. <laughs> He's learned to set the bar low, folks. It's very, I feel like that's very generous. Justin, you've not seen these questions, so I'm interested to see. I mean, you will know most of these answers, but I think you'll enjoy this process. So, Ian, are you prepared for your first question? Yes. Okay. Here we go. The first question. The highest transfer price ever paid mm-hmm. was 222 million euros. Uh, these will all be in euros. Uh, which is a lot of money. That's like $300 million or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Surrendered for Brazilian uh, forward Neymar. I've heard of him, yes. heard of him, yeah. And has a little problem with the diving. Uh, Some some would say. I would never claim, but some would say. Uh, Who still plays for this team that paid for him. Ian, who found Neymar under their Christmas tree? Was it A, Arsenal, B, Aston Villa, C, Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, aforementioned, or D, FC Barcelona. You can always ask me to repeat the option if you'd like to. Um, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say it, can't be, it can't be Arsenal because that's a Stan Kroenke venture. That's, that's a good point. And he he does have a lot of money, though. He does, but he just doesn't give a shit, right? Isn't that the <laughs> that's, whole thing? That is, that's a good... You, you've correctly... <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, yes. you've reasoned correct. Okay. So now he you're likes to hoard money like a dragon in the way. Bilbo's got to get in there, baby. Bilbo's got to get in there. Um, I'm going to say the Madrid team. None of the options were. <laughs> was it one of Barcelona? Barcelona. <laughs> The Spanish team. <laughs> oh, what an excellent start. Uh, that is not correct. Damn. Neymar uh, is a player for Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, but I only learned about that today. <laughs> so. 
Ah, Justin, anything to add to uh, his guest or his first question? <laughs> or someone do? Uh... <laughs> I do like yeah. the naming Madrid when it wasn't one of the options. That was was my favorite part. I do enjoy that. Uh, And (laughs) the second highest transfer fee ever paid was 135 million uh, euros. So almost 100 million euros fewer uh, for the incredible 20-year-old, then 19-year-old French striker, Kylian Mbappe, who uh, became a superstar at the last World Cup. Uh, Ian, who kissed Mbappe under the mistletoe? <laughs> I, I thought these were presents. Too. Uh, was it A, Real Madrid, who is an option in this mm. quiz, just to be queer, B, Paris Saint-Germain, C, Manchester United, or D, Roma? Roma being Rome, one of the f- sort of mid-tier Italian soccer teams. And not to be confused with the gypsies. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not go there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thoughts? I'll say, I'll say PSG. You're correct. Ooh, the nice. top two all-time transfer fees were paid by Paris Saint-Germain. And both players still play there and are constantly under threat of leaving. <laughs> uh, just and constantly. everything has gone swimmingly. <laughs> I, will, I will say earlier saying that they were the only team that mattered in that league by a wide margin did make me start to think well this is just the yankees and they will yeah. take what they want especially the french people yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah um think yankees think questionable money and think uh no one else with that amount of money yes uh yeah that's right okay um question number three so you are one for one so or one for two so okay. one and one uh, the, this is a tie for sixth place, but the sixth highest transfer fee ever was 105 million pounds paid for Paul Pogba, a French midfielder. Ian, PSG. Who... <laughs> not, not, but good, good guess. Ian, who found Pogba on the nice list? Did you I... write the, did you write these? Yes. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Frankly, no, I'm enjoying No, no professional was paid for this. Good God. Uh. The answers are A, Manchester United, B, Monaco, C, Juventus, and D, Red Bulls, Vienna. RB, Vienna. What's this guy's name? No, <laughs> Paul Pogba. He has been discussed on this podcast before. I'm going to say that you Red Bull team. The, uh... No, that Red Bull team. That Red Bull that team. Red Bull Ian... team. It was not Red Bulls Vienna because they do not exist. No. <laughs> but, um, uh, you knew this. You knew this. I did not we, know I this. I was testing your training. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United is the correct answer. It's uh, oh, the best player, but not the best utilized player. I got to look up uh, what this guy looks like. Very tall uh, on uh, Justin's favorite team. Yeah, well, he's been, uh, quote, hurt, unquote, all year, so it's oh, been yeah. tough. Devastating injury, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Getting your bearings? He's indeed a person. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He is indeed a person. Ian, uh, the eighth highest transfer, are you ready for question yes. number four? One 
for three so far. The eighth highest transfer fee ever was 100 million euros. So this is really dropping like a stone. And uh, that fee was actually shared by three players. Uh, Aiden Hazard of Belgium. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, whom you've probably heard of mm-hmm. from Portugal, and Gareth Bale uh, from Wales. Bale from Wales, easy to remember. Uh, the same club bought both Hazard and Bale. Ian, to whom did these two turtle doves turtle doves oh, go? Uh, <laughs> were what even is a turtle? <laughs> it's just it's just it's a just a pigeon, regular. I think though. basically that's a regular. Uh, did Hazard and Bale end up on A. Lyon, B. Real Madrid, C. Villarreal, or D. Red Bulls Oslo? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Villarreal sounds made up. Yeah, it does. It does. Same again. Same, same again. Uh, a. Um, Leon. B. Real Madrid. C. Villarreal. Or D. Red Bulls. Oslo. Who you may know as something of a Red Bulls herring among <laughs> these <laughs> options. But, you know, maybe it is Red Bulls Oslo. Mm, this one I'll say is Madrid. You are correct. They... Whew. Did have both uh, Gareth Bale and Aiden Hazard at one point. Is Bale still there, Justin? Yes, uh, yes he's he, there. He's constantly he's there. under threat of transfer, <laughs> but uh, he is still there. Constantly. Does he want to be there? Not really, no, but he's No, there. nobody is there. I love how he's 30, so he's old and wasted. Um, yes. Thank you, well, He has an injury history. Ian, uh, a club surrendered the 15th highest transfer fee, 84.5 million euros, for the giant Dutch defender Virgil van Dijk. Uh, Ian, whose very tall stocking did Virgil slide into? I know. Uh, I, don't, it... I don't like that. <laughs> is it A, Red Bulls Montreal? Shut the front door. <laughs> B, B, Tottenham Hotspur. C, Southampton, or D, Liverpool? What's his name? Virgil van Dijk. He is Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. They wear those bright orange unis. That's so confusing to me all the time. We're from the Dutch. Won the 2012 World Cup. Orange Crush. 2014 World Cup. The orange. The orange. Also, Dirk Kite was Dutch. Rude Van Nistelrooy was Dutch. These are people. Aaron Robin. Yeah, I know that Robin, Robin guy. He looks like some like my dad's friend. Yeah, <laughs> not like a, not like his real friend, but like he could just be my dad's yeah, friend. He's he was the old, best player in the world, but he was also balding, so yeah. it makes yeah, him yeah. less uh, admirable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's like I could be him. I was like, hey, that could be me. I guess. <laughs> um, Would you like me to read the options yeah, again? Uh, a Red Bull Montreal. <laughs> B Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, your own, your very own team. C. Southampton, uh, or D. Liverpool. Tottenham. Not correct. <laughs> that would be uh, Liverpool. Fuck. He is the heart and soul of my favorite team. Literally. And, uh, yeah, literally. And we do, we sure do love him. Uh, Justin, how do you feel Ian's doing so far? Uh, better than I thought. Better than I thought. He's not falling for the trick ones as much as I thought he was. That's a shame. I really thought (laughs) I was going to get him. Uh, Three. Just to clarify, that's Southampton, England, not Southampton, the street. Right. That's true. That is true. (laughs) Right next to. 
Southampton, which is both south and east of downtown West. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Uh, Question six, Ian, you're two of five so far. So not bad. You're halfway to your four. Uh, Three teams paid $80 million for a player in 2019, uh, which is the 17th highest fee of all time. So three teams paid $80 Eighty million. Four te- four teams have paid eighty million, but three teams five did it. teams five teams have paid eighty million. <laughs> three teams did it in two thousand nineteen. Those players were Belgian striker Romelu Lukaku, hmm? who is Excuse awful, <laughs> Cote d'Ivoire native winger Nicolas Pepe, and French left back Lucas Hernandez. Ian, which of the following teams got coal in their stocking instead of one of these three players? So, which of these teams? did not have any of those players signed for them. It's a little bit of a little bit of a Is there only one answer? No, no, no. There's four answers. Uh three of the answers did sign one of those players. Yeah, and one of yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's the one So you're one correct yeah. answer. Yes. This is okay. a little bit of your uh your knowledge of soccer hierarchy question because uh What were the other ones? <laughs> those were just you know, not knowledge of soccer players. But here we go. The <laughs> options are Inter Milan, also known as Internazionale, but really known as Inter Milan. Uh B Arsenal, C Everton, or D, Bayern Munich. So you are to guess which of those four teams did not drop $80 million on one of Lukaku, Pepe, or Hernandez. You said Arsenal. A, A, Inter Milan, B, Arsenal, C, Everton, or D, Bayern Munich. I, I would think that's one of those things where I would think about it. I'd pretend I'd be like, let me think about mm-hmm. this. But my okay. gut answer would just be Arsenal did not spend any money. Was I incorrect? You, because they finally did spend money. You're clo- I mean, you were close. The, what I was hoping you'd know is that Everton is like on a... On a no, I know they're bad. I just like assume maybe at one time. No, this, this was this year. I did say 2019 oh, okay. very clearly. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> no, it was... Everton was the one of those four that did not drop $80 million on a player this year. You damn fool. This is too much money. Uh, you know, it's a lot of money for a player. 80 million euros, excuse me. So like $100 million. I'm I want to be I'm, one of those agents. I think I'm my just, goal in life is to like be a fake agent and just mm-hmm. try to get one of those transfer fees. That's right. Like make three percent and retire for life. Yeah, forever. <laughs> um, Ian, question number seven, two for six so far. Uh, a player we've already mentioned on this podcast. Should this should be this should be a softball for you? It really should. Be. Oh, uh, the only, over the plate. The only American anyone ever wanted to pay money for to play <laughs> soccer is Christian Pulisic, who drew the thirty sixth highest transfer fee uh, of sixty four million euros earlier this year. Ian, which team was Pulisic's candy cane lane? Was it A Chelsea, B Tottenham? C, Arsenal, or D, Red Bulls, Moscow. <laughs> God damn those Red Bulls. This, this is Chelsea, yes? That is correct. Right. You, got it. you got it. Good. You got it. Finally, I called up a toss-up, and you got it. I'm finally, finally, finally get my toss-up. Uh, Justin... Check in with you. How's it going? How's how are you? Uh, you know, um, Ian is doing better than I anticipated. So, uh, so yeah. So you know, you've got I know three my questions. Way around the Euro. You've got <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You've got three Just questions. Football higher. If you get one of them, you've met your goal. If you get two of them, you've surpassed anyone's wildest expectations. So, <laughs> anyone? Uh, <laughs> that's anyone? 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 
Uh, well, I mean, statistically speaking, you should get three just by guessing, right? If it's a multiple choice or one in four. I don't know. Science. So, um, question eight. Are you prepared? No, but I mean, I wasn't prepared for the other stuff. Brazilian midfielder Oscar, you may have seen him. He's tall and gold and gets handed to actors when they win awards. Oh, very funny. Uh, I know, I'm hilarious. Cost the 42nd highest transfer fee. His name's Oscar? His name is just Oscar. Oh, I got you. Got it. Madonna, all that. The 42nd highest transfer fee of 61 million pounds. When he moved to a new club in 2017, Ian, where is Oscar spending the eight crazy nights of Hanukkah this year? Is he Jewish? He's not. He's okay. Brazilian. Again, again. Thank you. That could be. Uh, that I don't could know. be. A lot of Germans lot. moved there after the war. I don't think that'd <laughs> they be had, where they, I'd hang. They out. had to leave him alone, though. That's, <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Uh, <laughs> your options are. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I really didn't think we'd go down that road today. Uh, playfully anti Semitic. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll get in trouble. You won't. So, uh, your options are Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, Real Madrid, Shanghai FC, or Red Bulls Hong Kong. <laughs> Would you like me to read those back? <laughs> Red Bulls all over the world. He's staring into space. I'm doing math in my head. Uh, Justin, so, do you know the answer to this one? Um, I want to hear Ian's. LA Galaxy. Okay. Real Madrid. Shanghai FC, which has some more complicated name, but I don't remember it. And Red Bulls Hong Kong, which, as you know by now, is <laughs> obviously a dumb answer, and I would not choose it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not psyching you out. Don't choose Red Bulls. It's not. The but answer. yeah, I will. I or will. I will jump over and I'll say that it's Shanghai. You got it. <laughs> yes. I left it in there as a it's clue. Shanghai. Uh, yes, this is the highest ever transfer fee in China, which is becoming a more legitimate. Is it? Uh, I, I mean, like, so. is it becoming a more legitimate? It's becoming more legitimate simply because they have gabs of money to throw Simply because they have a lot of money to spend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the pollution. I do believe Oscar is still the highest and perhaps the grouchiest of all uh, <laughs> Chinese transfers. Uh, it is weird because there's been a couple of players to go over there, like, in their prime still. Yeah. And I that's, and I guess like if you're getting paid enough, like sure, but it just seems like you kind of are wasted a little bit. Yeah, that's one of the places Bale was rumored to go to, right? Yeah, yeah. I realize he's not necessarily in his prime, but it's still kind of like, dude, have some self-respect and at least play for like, I don't know, Southampton or something. Yeah, I don't think he can go back to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. He's burned too many bridges, literally. Uh, that's not. Uh, an arsonist. <laughs> that's uh, why Tottenham had to move out of White Hart Lane, actually. That's right. Bring the bridges. <laughs> Ian, you've you've reached your threshold. You are at four correct questions. All right. Out of eight. Wow. Uh, one more correct answer will get you five out of ten, and two more will get you a, a passing D grade. So D's get degrees. <laughs> it starts with the letter, Stephen. <laughs> so here we go. Final two questions. First question nine. Speaking of Brazilian midfielders, the incredible Fred drew a fee of fifty nine million. Is there when... a reason they don't have last names? Because they're 
because Ronaldo didn't, because okay. Pele didn't. I don't know. Okay. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because the Germans took them all. I'm not stepping into that one. Oh, oh gosh, we got to move on. Fifty nine million euros when he Steven's moved. Going on is Germany. Right? <laughs> 2018, tied with Fernando Torres for fifty forty seven. Ian, where is Fred Claus playing these days? Oh, that's a, a, a reach of the. I mean, his name is Freddy. Name the is back Fred. cabinet of like, <laughs> acceptable Christmas movies. Oh, I didn't say it was acceptable. By no means did I say that it's acceptable. I just said that his name is Fred and it was easy. Uh, your options are A, Barcelona, B, Manchester United, C, Real Madrid, or D, Manchester City. Fred Claus is a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, just FYI. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, does, that does feel right. Yeah, Fred is not a good actor. So. <laughs> That's right. He's not a good, uh, a particularly good midfielder right now either, so, you know. What were the uh, Days seem behind him. <laughs> uh, a, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. B, Manchester United. C, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Or D, Manchester City. Oh, I was like, you already said me. <laughs> we have talked about Fred on this show before, too, if that makes you. I feel like I remember this one, but I feel like my confidence, I feel like I, I, feel like I shouldn't be confident. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I like that one. Well, I I can, know, I honestly, so. until you tell me what your guess is, I can't tell you if your confidence is misplaced. Why don't you tell me? I don't know which way. Just, just tell me. Uh, Manchester United. Ian, your confidence was not misplaced. You are oh correct. my god! But you st- uh, don't say it like that. You're like was not misplaced. Like I was wrong then. Uh, you are correct. He did play for Manchester United. He does play for Manchester United. Well, does is arguable. <laughs> he is employed by Manchester United. Plays, I believe, being the question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and you are five for nine. You have Let's a stop right there. You Let's have stop a right there. really, really ca- taking this thing in the end. Uh, finally, Ian, the 50th highest transfer fee. The final one listed in the Wikipedia. Five, zero. 58.1 million euros, which could still buy you, you know, Buckingham Palace, probably. I could uh, construct a stadium. Uh, that's right. You could. You could construct the rest of the MLS stadium. Uh, that went out for Benjamin Mindy, which is also a very fun soccer name. In 2017, Ian, finally, for your final question, what pear tree is this partridge now nestled in? Uh, is it A, Red Bull's North Pole, B, Borussia Dortmund, C, Liverpool, or D, Manchester City? It's not Red Bull's yeah, North Pole. You, that does you. not exist. That is not a stadium. That's right. Do you know, real quick, do you know the actual rebels? No. Name it. We've tried so hard. We've tried so, so very hard. Would you like your responses, your answers again? Yeah. Uh, A, Red Bulls North Pole, thank already freaking, discussed. Yeah, thank you B, Borussia <laughs> Dortmund. Uh, C, Liverpool. And D, Manchester City. What's his name? Uh, Benjamin Mindy. Mindy. Not to be confused with Otta Mindy, who is also a center back for this team. I almost just said the name of the team. <laughs> or this team. 
Man City. Ian. That is correct. Woo! Doggy. Chalk that one up, kids. Woo-hoo! Put it in the record books. This is a Soccer Talk Lads podcast accomplishment for the ages. If this was on Xbox Live, you would have gotten an achievement for that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, your feelings on the quiz as a whole, uh, your thoughts on Ian's victory, just a general post-match interview uh, on uh, Ian's performance. First off, I want to say, Ian, that I'm very proud of you. That's right. Um, Second off, I have a little bit of emotional trauma for being reminded that we that Manchester United spent over fifty million dollars on Fred. So that is (laughs) a little bit upsetting. Uh, Had to put that Uh, in there. You like how my uh, Liverpool record transfer was for Van Dyke too. So you know, really protected myself in these negotiations. Protecting the brand for the brand. (laughs) That's right. But uh, yeah, how do you think uh, Ian did? Ian did great. I'm very Ian. Is climbing up the rank of soccer uh, expertise, a football expertise. Um, soon, he's going to know all the MLS rules and regulations, and that is what I, the day that I'm excited for. That's right, and he will maybe know all the Red Bulls. Hell, dude, I'm going to know those regulations before those Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. He's going to know all of the guidelines to Tam and Gam, and he will. Still I feel it. like at this point, he's just willfully ignorant of that. I don't answers. want to know the Red That's Bull right. teams. Um, and you know what? Frankly, Garber Bucks are easier to understand than Red Bull's uh, hierarchy of teams. That I'm already true. mining for Garber Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, guys, do you have anything more to add about the soccer world before we get out of here? Uh, nope. Nope. That's, that's it for me. That's it for me. All right. I think we, we have mined, we have mined uh, that Garber mine. That's right. We've from the depths. Uh, Ian, I truly am, and my breath was taken away by your performance. Uh, I think the, the home crowd here in the studio did help a little bit, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. Uh, this really is a, truly just a, a uniting moment for the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. So uh, until we meet again, which uh, may, maybe after the new year, maybe uh, we'll discuss scheduling wise, but uh, until we do speak to you again, uh, you know, shake out your couch cushions, uh, empty your pockets. I know a soccer team that could use $24 million if you happen upon it. And uh, if you just so happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, we'll talk soon. Have a good night.